what does people plus food service plus conversation equal? The Food Service for Thought podcast. Produced by Forbes, Heaver, and Wallace and hosted by Carrie Clements and Justin Oliveras, the bi-monthly podcast connects the food service industry through in-depth conversations with chefs, restaurant equipment suppliers, food service establishment owners, and so many others that make up our wonderful industry. If you like food, people, and great conversation, we think you will enjoy the Food Service for Thought podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Food Service for Thought podcast. Today, we have a wonderful episode of Educate and Pontificate. I am Justin, along with co-host K-A-R-E-Y. Because we like you. Because you got to. That's right. <laughs> Welcome, Carrie. My mom is weird. was weird. <laughs> that, was a, that was a Ace Ventura reference, if anybody can get that. Okay. So today, we're going to talk about... Ventless cooking. And we're going to talk about why, just like in Carrie's name, why that can be advantageous and helpful and some things to keep in mind if you're considering adding some ventless cooking equipment to your kitchen equipment portfolio. So Carrie, right off the bat, one of the things that uh, we discuss quite often and we see quite often uh, with customers is the the current cost or just always the cost of hood space. And uh, want to clarify that, you know, when we're talking about this, having a vent hood, that's not the enemy. We're not here to bash that. Those are absolutely a critical part of kitchens. And there's a lot of equipment that need to be on there for a very good reason. And vent hoods serve a huge purpose in the kitchen. But uh, I think as we evolve in in technology and the way customers want to be served and the way restaurants want to serve customers, uh, one of the things that has come more to the forefront is using ventless cooking. And one of the reasons for that is because it can save you a significant amount of money as an operator on hood space. And if a traditional way you would typically have, you know, your convection ovens and your steamers and your um, ranges and fryers and all of that under under the hood, and that would be maybe 15 to 20 feet of hood space from left to right. And that's a lot of money at three to $5,000 a linear foot when you factor in the fire suppressant system and all of that sort of stuff. So a lot of the ventless equipment can replace uh, something like a convection oven and with a ventless convection oven and oftentimes offer more capacity. Crestcore is a great example of that. They have a, a quick therm oven that can almost uh, triple the capacity that you would find in a traditional double stack convection oven uh, as far as the amount of sheet pans you can use and it's ventless. So if you think about right off there, I can save myself five feet left to right linear um, with with switching to a product like that. Uh, steamers are another one that you see that are traditionally under a hood. And we work with Amana. They are our uh, microwave factory partner and they have high speed ovens. And one of the ovens that they have is a high powered steam oven. And that is also ventless. So right there, it's got basically the same capacity as, as your traditional steamers would. If that also doesn't need to be under a hood. Now you're talking about another three to five feet linear space uh, left to right that you can save uh, uh, money on without having to have a hood. So now instead of having all of your equipment under a hood, maybe you've got half of it 
And then that other half of money that you have saved, you can reallocate or redistribute to somewhere else, whether it's in wages, whether it's in other equipment, uh, higher quality of food, uh, adding a day part to to your menu, anything like that. So that's a example of how ventless cooking has, has really helped. What? I couldn't hear you. <laughs> no, I, and this is this is a thing that you love, ventless cooking. You've done some seminars, and I think it's good to continue them in the office, in the test kitchen. I mean, uh, and there's a, a lot of different scenarios why you need ventless. It's, it's not. It's not all uh, hoods, not always available, period. You know, it may not even be a decision that you can make. You may think that your menu is limited because you have no more space or money for, for additional hood space. And this definitely allows a lot of flexibility in, in menus, uh, especially adding something and, and somebody, you know, who wants to do, just just a few menu items for whatever reason, whether they're primarily serving coffee or a bar or what have you, can certainly do kind of a upscale maybe isn't the right word. Well, sure, it could be. But, I mean, you know, some non-typical. A more sophisticated. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. See, I, I'm not sophisticated, so I, I often Exactly. Don't, that word is not, not in your my, It's not in my vocabulary for sure. Yeah, so – lots lots of reasons to look at ventless um you know downtown areas uh, y- y- you often can't put hoods in because of the restrictions to ventilation and you know cuz buildings are in close proximity to one another so lot, lots of different reasons but yeah if you're a restaurant you 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 want to add or you, your convection oven can't keep up or what have you it, it's an amazing thing to consider well, and what you just said about it, it might be the, the, the building that you're in doesn't have the room or you don't have the budget or whatever. I was just working with a, a bakery in the Dallas area, and they specifically were drawn to uh, one of our factory partners, Cadco, that makes uh, a lot of equipment, countertop and, and uh, otherwise as far as convection ovens and panini presses and griddles and warmers. She liked this convection oven because it had the ability to have a self-contained hood that was an accessory that she could purchase, but it basically allowed her to have a full oven set up in a bakery that you would think would almost look more like maybe uh, like a gift shop kind oh, of atmosphere. Okay. So, you know, not not a production kitchen, not set up for, you know, doing, doing tons of stuff, but wanted to be able to offer some cookies because there's a lot of traffic that comes in. So having that sort of, even though it, it had a hood vent on it, it was... So sort of a self-contained, you know, so just thinking beyond the traditional hood um, allowed her to be able to add a, a food product to to her offering and, you know, has, has seen a lot of great sales from that. And a, and a lot of people have been talking about um, posting on social media about her, uh, uh, about her cookies. So that's pretty cool. That's a great example. Yeah, I've never had any. Hmm. Hmm. Well, maybe you should come to Dallas. Maybe you could send them to me. <laughs> maybe you could. I will. Just a gut punch uh, at the I, flat side. Well, you can always count on me. You yep. can always count on me. It's a gut yep, punch me. Yep, Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what, what other, what other types of, um, like ma- maintenance, I guess, does some of the hoodless options or ventless options provide? 
or you sounded like you struggled save. with that question. I did. I was okay, trying to there think you go. Of the yes, words yeah, are hard for saying. me today. Words are hard yeah, for me fine. today. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think you got the gist of things. I'm not sure. I did. If you humiliating a- me in front of millions of people <laughs> was. Well, listen. If you if you could put down that giant margarita with a beer upside down in it, so you could I've never had could talk one of those. Bit, yeah. I want I'm those are fine. great. Uh, yeah. So so some cleaning aspects, some maintenance aspects. So one of the things, just by default, if you have something like a hood, uh, again, not the enemy here, but if you have something like a hood, that's going to require cleaning, and that takes a, a lot of time to clean. Um, and there's also not not really danger. Not trying to be dramatic about it here, but you know you got to get up on a ladder, and and usually you're you're doing that. Honestly, what people are doing is they're standing on top of their kitchen I know, equipment it's horrible. Uh, to clean it's that. Horrible. Yeah, so, don't do that. So yeah, uh, but that that is often something that can take you know an hour to clean. Um, and if you have ventless equipment, you typically are going to have far less uh, cleaning because you're just cleaning that individual piece of equipment inside or out, as opposed to you know anything that's going to be above it. So, so that's something, and that you know leans into the labor, um, especially if you're short on labor. One less thing for your associates or your employees to do. That's that's never a bad thing, um, and it can save you some money uh, as far as just cleaning supplies and all sorts of stuff. So. Uh, yeah, there, there's some, there's some different things. Also, I, I, I is more the dining room shrinking, shrinking, right? In a lot of these mm-hmm. applications, uh, but in applications where they do want to have uh, still a little bit of of, of Exhibition. a larger dining yeah. room, yeah. and they have uh, they want to be, be able to show have the kitchen be a little bit some some theatrics, a little more front of the house preparation and all that kind of stuff. You know, if you have some countertop equipment. Um, or even some full size equipment that's ventless, it's it's a little more unassuming than if you have you know a giant hood up front in the dining room. It's also going to be a lot quieter because those hoods you know have to suck a lot of things in and spit a lot of things out. So, um, so that's another aspect is it's a little bit of a of a cleaner look. More of your kitchen is able to be displayed if you're going to use some of that stuff for production or holding, um, and it'll be a lot less noisy because you're not having to deal with that that as well. Justin, well done. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, enough of this talk about stuff. Here's what we need to talk about. We're talking about ventless cooking, yes, right? Which so means less our top five venting. list today. That's right. So our top five list today is going to be the top five foods we need less of. Oh, good. Get it? I, look, I was ventless. Yeah, on the when you less sent of. me the the list, I I'm not going to lie. I didn't know what the heck, what was going to happen because I didn't read what you wrote mostly. Yeah, okay. So yes, just what happens folks. Usually when I send Carrie an email, she just doesn't read what I wrote. Yeah. There you go. All right. So here we go. Number five, top five foods we need less of. Number five, cauliflower pizza crust. Get over yourself. Have you ever, Get out of my I don't life. Think I've ever had, have you ever had such a thing? Oh yeah. Yes. Get out of here. That's just blasphemous. If I want pizza, I'm going to... Now, okay, let me hold on. Okay. People have dietary restrictions. Right. I'm not trying to slam. not trying to be insensitive. We're just doing a thing right. here. We're doing a bit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> cauliflower pizza crust, get, get over, over yourself. yourself. Okay. Eh, yeah. No to cauliflower. Yeah. Cauliflower. I, I, I uh, would like to try it, but only if I had the backup pizza, you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> It's like, I'm not going to commit. If you want me to commit to cauliflower pizza crust, I, I'm not your girl. But if you. So if you had a, a pepperoni, thin thin crust pepperoni pizza in yeah. one hand 
and then you had a cauliflower pizza in the other, you could take a bite. Yes. And if you didn't like it, you still had another pizza in your other hand. Yes. And okay. I, I, I can't imagine a scenario in which the cauliflower pizza crust pizza would be my final bite. You know, how you have to have the right bite at the end? I just, but, and I, maybe in a dream world, the cauliflower pizza crust could replace a pizza for me. I just don't see it happening, but I'm open sure. to it. I, I'm okay. not as offended by it as you are, but, but I don't, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not as big a pizza lover as you are. So there you go. Moving on. All right. Number four. No, and this is, you're going to get us in so much trouble with this. I don't care. You're, I'm going there because you, oh it's, my it's God. overrated and needs to be thrown in the Jeez. trash. And that is, Oh, okay. That First is, disclaimer. Justin's opinions are not the opinions of Food Service for Thought podcast or most people listening to this, I'm sure. Go ahead, Justin. This is not controversial. This stuff is all going away. My generation and the generation younger than me, we're getting rid of this stuff. Number four, food we need less of, green bean casserole. <laughs> Take a hike. No. Yes. No. Okay. I want I want the, the height of culinary cooking in the holiday season is green beans with Cans of cream of mushroom soup <laughs> dumped on top of them. Okay. And then the crescendo is going to be the, uh, the crumblies. The, the, the yeah, the onions. Yeah, the crumbly onions yeah. or the crispy fried onions or whatever that just come out of a can and you throw it in there. I'd like to point this out. This is this is slippery slope that we're on here. And I'll tell you why. I'm not even going to. Dr- First of all, Green bean casserole. I get it. Like holidays, my green beans that I like, uh, my husband makes green beans with bacon and onion. So not a casserole. Um, he's not a casserole guy because food shouldn't touch whatever. He eats gumbo. So this makes no sense to me. And lasagna. But whatever. Anyway, he's not a big green bean casserole, but that's his aversion to casseroles. I, I, I like them because they remind me of my grandma and my mom and my aunt who all made green bean casseroles. So uh, it's okay. But here's your big problem. And first I apologize to everybody who loves green bean casserole, which is quite a few people, Justin, um, who I hope our sponsors don't pull their sponsorship. First of all, that's a big concern. (laughs) But if we have no green bean casserole, we're going to have a lot less access to the crunchy onions. And that, we cannot have those crunchy okay, onions enough. are amazing. So whatever. I don't Okay. Ugh, go ahead. What's next? All right. Number three, I'm this one. I'm setting my sights right on you, Lindsay Rose Nix. <laughs> so you need to listen with both ears on this one. Mason jar salad. Yeah. Shove Stop it. it. I don't yeah. want those at all. I have never what is that? seen a more inefficient yeah. way to try to eat no. something than out of a Mason no. jar. Yeah, unless it's like pudding. You could do pudding that yes. way. Yes. Yeah. But you layer up a cob salad. No, in a mason it's jar. not good. I don't, I've no. never, I, I don't understand. You know what that is? Lindsay, sorry. This is, this is freaking Instagram's fault. This is some <laughs> Pinterest, per, I don't know, I, whatever. No to Mason. I, that's really all we need to say. I'm with you. Yeah. Blech. That's it. No. Number two, I might get some flack, might be apropos for the holiday season. Um, there's so many choices out there to ruin your teeth and your waistline. Why would you go candy corn? Uh, number two, food we need less of. 
Okay. It isn't my go-to candy at Halloween or some years ago they got really smart and did that thing where they um, made them fall colored also. So it wasn't just the orange and white, like for Halloween, but then the fall ones with those. And then they added pumpkins like that to it. Okay. I just like to see them in the store. So I'm saying this. I, I, I appreciate the people who buy it because it's a traditional thing. I like to see it. It's not my go-to candy ever, but I also don't want to deprive all the kids of taking those little candy corns and putting them on their teeth. So it looks like they have vampire teeth. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Okay. You softened me up on that one a little bit. All right. And we'll round out this list here. Number one, it's between the cauliflower and this. They both had moments over the last couple of years. They had a glow up and now it's time just to put these to bed. They go where they belong and this one needs to go, needs to take a lap, take a cold shower, and go sit on the bench for a while and, and just get out of everybody's life, and that's kale. Kale. Yeah, I don't think – nobody's going to disagree with you. Kale is good when it's chopped up in little bitty pieces and you don't know it's there. <laughs> you know, or, or in a pan with bacon and you don't know it's there. So that's everybody's like, well, isn't it good when you like saute it with bacon? I'm like, you could saute a car tire with bacon and it would taste all right. Yes. So yeah, I don't want to hear that. Yes. Okay. So we got cauliflower pizza crust, green bean casserole, mason jar salads, candy corn, and kale. Those are the top five foods that we need less of as we round out today's episode of Vent Less Cooking. I agree. So Carrie, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Educate and Pontificate. In all seriousness, we hope we were able to shed some light on a few things that can help with ventless cooking. If you have any questions, please let us know. And in all not seriousness, we hope that we armed you with some good information the next time you see someone eating a salad, a kale salad out of a mason jar uh, with a side of cauliflower pizza. You can tell them to... To, to leave your house immediately. I so. just hope we don't get hate mail on the green bean casserole thing. That's true. Yeah, we might. We might. Anyway, all right. Well, thank you, everyone. Uh, we will see you in two weeks when we have a guest episode. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Carrie. You're welcome, Justin. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Food Service for Thought podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And a big shout out to Forbes, Heaver, and Wallace and everyone on the team for producing the first ever food service rep driven podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Oh, and go eat out at your local restaurant or grab some takeout or delivery, even if you are just in the mood for some apps or dessert. Every bite helps.